Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, it girls. I hope you all are doing amazing. Welcome to Faithfully Feminine Podcast, where I, your host, Imani Bailey, shares all things faith, all things feminine, and practical ways to transform yourself through navigating womanhood while sharing lessons God has taught me along the way. Sit back, relax, and let's get into some things. I am super jittery. Like, I'm glad y'all can't see me because I'm super excited. I have a great announcement for you all today. A brand new thing for you all to download is my digital gratitude journal. So head on over to www.faithfullyfeminine.com and download your copy. If you signed up to be a part of my community, you already got the email. Well, you should have gotten an email today because this podcast is coming out a little late. Don't check me about downloading your copy. And this journal is filled with 85 prompts to help you calm down, reflect on the things that God has done in your life, whether it was big blessings or little blessings, and help you recognize small wins along the way. So download your copy, visit the website, and I would like to add it's a digital notebook for right now. I don't have any physical copies right now, but I like digital products because one, you can use it with your iPad. Like I currently use mine with GoodNotes. It's compatible with GoodNotes. It's compatible with Notability. And you can also go and get it printed if you would like. So without further ado, let's get into the episode, sis. Today we are talking about escapism. Ever since that girl, I think her name is Ray, but ever since she came out with the song Escapism, every time I say the word escapism, I just think of, I hear the, dun, na, 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 like the, I hear the song playing in my head. Like we're going to go over some of the lyrics when we talk about it anyway, but What is escapism? Escapism is the tendency to seek distraction and relief from unpleasant realities, especially by seeking entertainment or engaging in fantasy. But we're going to come to find out in this episode that everyone kind of uses a form of escapism some way, somehow. But when it comes to like dating and like men in general or just people in general, I've noticed that people would rather do X, Y, and Z to escape the reality of having to face the type of person they are, the type of responsibilities that they have, or the type of judgment that they may face from others or even from themselves. And the psychology, I guess, behind escapism is really to just escape the real world to the safety and the comfort of a fantasy world. And I think really through this, escapism can be positive and both negative. And escapism is also a coping skill when used positively. However, I, I, I don't know, y'all. Like when you ignore the reality of your life, it can be very detrimental. And I know as I'm saying the word escapism and I jokingly talked about the song, like <laughs> the song might come to your mind as well. But other things like, I don't know, maybe like addiction may come to your mind or maybe a person comes to mind whenever I say the word escapism or maybe yourself comes to mind and you're thinking about the habits that you probably participate in. 
let's just unpack this entire thing. And like always, I'm going to start off with, no, usually I'd be starting off with the negative, but today I'm going to start off with the positive thing. So positive ways to escape and the positive way to maneuver through escapism can help with managing stress and also cultivating creativity. And again, I'm talking back to the episode where I talked about 40 hobbies and activities, feminine hobbies and activities you can participate in, whether with a friend, yourself, or on a date. Listen to that episode if you have not already, because certain things we do throughout life and throughout even our days is to escape from the little realities or the little things that we have to do. And it can cultivate creativity. It can also make you have a hobby and also cultivate finances. (laughs) But when gone ignored for too long and proactively procrastinating the certain things that you are ignoring or trying to numb the things that you do not want to feel can cause a negative outcome to escapism. And so that's when you're avoiding work and responsibilities and subsequently could lead to any type of addiction. Now, when I say addiction, I'm not just talking about drugs. Of course, I feel like drugs do come to mind whenever you say the word addiction, maybe drugs or alcohol, but I'm talking about all type of addiction, porn addiction, sex addiction, shopping addiction, like anything, my strange addictions. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I did some research into this because I wanted to see if there was like some type of theory when it came to escapism. And lo and behold, there is social psychology has a long history of examining the consequences of how people view themselves for their behavior. People construct and interpret meaning based on how well their identity either falls short meets or exceeds expectations that people set for themselves, or even that is supported by social norms. Escape theory is the concern primarily with the behaviors that follow when people recognize that some part of their identity falls short of the desired standards. When people realize that a part of their identity fails to meet the desired standards, they narrow their focus of their attention to present an immediate behavior to avoid meaningful thoughts regarding the unflattering aspects of themselves. That is just so deep. It's like mind boggling. And as I think about dating as a woman in society, being a single woman currently, how many times, time and time again, I have met both men, more men, but now I feel like more women because I've moved. So I'm having to navigate new friendships and that is a relationship. But you start to realize ever so often when you meet somebody, you start to understand their habits especially when you're dating. And when it comes to men not meeting or people not meeting the standards that they set for themselves or that society sets for them, like social norms, how they respond and react in that moment when they don't want to feel, I guess, insubordinate to those standards or they don't want to be accountable to those standards and they don't want to face themselves in the unflattering aspects And so common positive strategies for escapism are like the ones that I talked about in the previous episode, things like reading books, any type of entertainment, really. We escape when we watch TV for a short 30 minutes or for an hour. We're, you know, indulging in whatever drama or someone's life or an action packed movie or film. But reading books 
can be a positive strategy to escapism, whether nonfiction or fiction. Um, really, fiction books are like the means of escapism because you're using your imagination in a sense to imagine whatever imagery is on the page to follow the story. Now, listening to music is also, I feel like something that now we do in our everyday lives as a form of positive escapism, depending on what type of music you are listening to. Now, it gets pretty tricky to me, right? Because the type of music that we are ingesting gets deep down into our subconscious and it feeds and it fuels our mood, right? And so if we're using music as a stream of escapism, but we're listening to music that talks about stealing, killing, and destroying, multiplying out of wedlock, and just sexual fantasies 24-7, is it really something positive that we are doing to escape our current life cycle? No. Another thing you can do is especially is exercising. We've talked about this in balancing your happiness hormones like oxytocin but when you are exercising you are escaping for a moment especially if you're hitting like a hit workout or a type of exercise to where you are straining your body um and then going into like meditation and or prayer there's a difference between worldly meditation and godly meditation but that's a whole nother episode for a whole nother day child we'll get into that later but meditating and praying is another way of escapism and also dancing things like gardening and then when we get into our day-to-day hobbies Now, negative real-life escapism and these avoidant behaviors can often lead to, like, on the small spectrum of the scale, on the more lighthearted spectrum of the scale, procrastination. Now, when you're getting off the deep end, it's definitely given addiction, and it can give addiction. But these avoidant behaviors can be gossiping about others, drugs, my strange type of addictions, travel, literally running away from responsibilities, distracting yourself with anything. You can distract yourself with your hobby. You can distract yourself with your work, but just distracting from wanting, not wanting to feel or subject yourself to those feelings of not meeting those desired standards or the shortcom, the shortcomings of those desired standards. Um, so you have to be very careful when it comes to distraction because when we are getting to the escapism, oh, here's another one, the club, the hookah, um, just all types of things going for walks. Although that is a healthy outlet when you are upset, you can escape your responsibility by just going for walks and stuff instead of confronting it. And I found this interesting publication because me being me was like is there some type of causation or some type of link between escapism and addiction although they are two different things they walk kind of the same line right y'all remember when Wayne said we walk the same path but got on different shoes he was onto something with that one I forgot what song I think it was right above it when he had said that (laughs) because I was binge watching ballers and like the the like intro is right above it by Lil Wayne. Anyway, so this publication is called To Get High or To Get Out, Examining the Link Between Addictive Behaviors and Escapism. Like that is a heavy hitter right here. And it's by, oh, bless my heart, Hanu Juku. 
I feel it was published in 2021. But anyway, it talks about the behaviors and if there is actually a link between addictive behaviors and escapism. And it kind of goes in with escapism being more of a tendency to seek escape and distraction from reality or real life problems. But past research regards escapism as negative. But of course, in this episode, I literally just gave you all positive examples of Um, escapism. So the objectives that they decide to use in this test subject was using an extensive data set, and it was aimed to investigate whether escapism has a consistent association with different types of addictive behaviors. And I love one thing about this, and we don't talk too much about this. I feel like most people talk about alcohol and then like illicit drugs for real, but gambling. It's a huge one, too. And I I don't know why I always forget about gambling. I think now that I live in D.C., there's actually casinos. And when you walk in, like, you really see people, like, actually blowing their rent. Like, like, oh, okay. But being from Atlanta, you don't really see casinos like that. So I kind of forget about gambling. But anyway... So the results were, was that escapism is associated with alcohol consumption, smoking, and drug use, but not with gambling, which is interesting. Escapism moderated the association between life satisfaction and problematic alcohol use, indicating that problem drinking with escapists motivates predict lower life satisfaction than problematic alcohol use alone. Escapism bars the consistent relation to substance use and is particularly stronger predictor of alcohol consumption. Escapism can serve as an initial motive, a reinforcer, or an amplifier of addictive behaviors. Now, just because someone may struggle from addiction does not mean they're going to struggle for escapism, but escapism is initially a motive for a reinforcer for these behaviors. And so you have to watch out. And I have, I got into an argument like some years ago with someone who was talking about addiction. And whenever I meet men, I do tell them, look, you know, in DC, weed is legal, but I don't date men who smoke weed. Contrary to my ex-boyfriend being a weed smoker. And that was a huge mistake. Like I ended up really resenting this man because I don't, date people who smoke weed. I just, I don't because it shows addictive behaviors. And I really have this mindset of if you cannot handle life stressors without altering your brain chemistry or your brain and not being sober for certain moments, it's an issue. It is an issue. The I'm stressed. I have to smoke. I can't go sober with having to deal with the problems in my life. It's an issue. And although I don't care what the government says, it's being legal. Folks want to walk around like zombies. That's their business. But I am not going to date someone like such. Just like there's a strong correlation between weed smoke and heroin, cocaine, crack, meth, (laughs) and whatever else the kids are on these days, right? But when it comes to little things here and there and how people are responding to certain stressors and not only that, certain expectations that have been set for them either by society, either by society, either by themselves, either by their partner, either by social norms. And when they don't meet those expectations and when they feel inadequate in that moment, what are they doing? 
And this will show you all you need to know because if you're dating a man that struggles with escapism and this is a motive for certain behaviors down the road without the introduction of God and the Holy Spirit, of course, because people do change. People have the right to change. People can change every day. You can always reinvent yourself. God can always heal you. But without the presence of that, it can go down a very, very dark path. So next we're going to talk about some coping strategies if you're a girly who struggles with escapism. Probably my favorite, most interesting way to cope with escapism and how to escape properly (laughs) um, without talking about a form of a hobby or anything is to consume nostalgic media. Oddly enough, I'm not sure if you all know this or is it just because I'm a marketer and we know certain things when it comes to the media and certain agendas that are being pushed. In the United States, whenever you see a lot of commercials that are nostalgic, and I'm talking specifically during the most important times that people typically watch TV, which would be the Super Bowl. When you see the Super Bowl ads and the Super Bowl commercials where companies are spending millions of dollars to catch your attention and you see these ads center themselves around nostalgia or nostalgicness in some form or capacity, that means that as a whole, those businesses are not doing well and the economy is headed towards, I don't want to say a crash, but a crash. The economy is headed towards some type of downfall. And instead of focusing on that, marketers and advertisers tend to push nostalgia. And consuming nostalgic media will take you back and remind you of a certain time that was good, right? A certain time, like when you smell something, our sense of smell goes directly to our brains. And we tend to remember things when we smell them. It might remind us of, of our childhood or of a time that we really love somebody who wore this perfume and this cologne and it just reminds you of your grandmother or grandfather. And so in times like this, I encourage you to watch your favorite childhood show or look up things in the childhood. You can even call your friends. My friends and I do this all the time. We talk about things and relive things like it's just happening. Something about from 2006 to like 2008, I'm like obsessed with that time because it reminds me of a time that was more simple. I used to come home from Boys and Girls Club and I wanted to watch watch 106 in Park and we would watch the music videos and it was just, we would do these little internet dances and it was just fun, right? So try to participate in having these nostalgic conversations with your friends or even just watching your favorite shows from your childhood or even like baking something that reminds you of a time. I know it's com- we're coming up on holiday time, so baking a cooking like a cookie recipe or something that you and your mother used to bake that will take you back to that time that will just make you feel good is the right thing to do. And also watch out for what I'm talking about. Like it's so crazy when I talk to people and they're not like 
marketers or advertisers and they realize that things are really placed in front of you to either push an agenda or to make you forget about something that is currently happening in our environment. So whenever you're seeing these ads, especially on YouTube, I know TV is not like a huge thing that people watch, but of course during Super Bowl Sunday, almost every American is tuning in, right? Whether it's to watch the concert or whether it's to watch the game. But even the YouTube ads, certain things that are pushed to, to you, look at the type of brands and the type of ads that the brands are placing in front of you. After that, of course, always look for healthier outlets when your feelings um, become stressful or when a misery event occurs. Healthier outlets like working out, like maybe watercoloring, <laughs> maybe picking a different hobby from that 40 list that I went over with you all. And the last thing, I'm always an advocate for therapy and will always speak therapy, but I know therapy is something that is expensive and I have viewers or listeners from all over the world and you don't necessarily need a therapist of course, but there are so many free things that you can listen to, podcasts and self-help books and notebooks and writing books to help you. Um, it's another thing of this journal that I really like called Burn After Writing that is really good and it's in my Amazon shop. Um, also, getting into community without having to go to therapy because you might have a friend that is in therapy, and although y'all might not have the same problems, she could tell you about the things that she's learning, and all of a sudden, these things could also help you. So there's always something that is within your means and within your financial ability to push yourself to help you cope with these strategies. And also, you listening to this podcast, you're right where you belong and where you need to be because learning about escapism, it will help you pinpoint certain things within yourself and while you're out here dating if you're a single woman or maybe in your marriage to your husband or maybe with your children and any type of relationship that you are forming and that you're growing in when you notice people doing these things you can talk to them about it or you can just be like I'm not going to continue to date this man so with that I hope you all enjoyed this episode share this with a friend like always rate the podcast five stars and I'll see y'all in the next episode